Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to The World in 10, the big news stories of the day explained and analysed by The Times of London. Today with me, Lou Newson and Stuart Willey. It's the fourth day of the ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. As talks continue to extend it, we ask what happens next? And we talk through the effects this war has had beyond the Middle East. start of the world in 10, you'll sometimes hear the sounds of strikes in Gaza or an exchange of fire between Israeli forces and Hamas. But that won't be the case today because the ceasefire in the Gaza Strip is now into its fourth day. And actually, as we started recording this, Qatari officials who are mediating negotiations between Israel and Hamas have said that the ceasefire has been extended by two more days. Egyptian, Qatari and US officials have said the sticking point is the length of that extension and which prisoners could be freed under it. Hamas was seeking a four-day extension. Israel wanted day by day, up to a maximum of five. Palestinian officials said talks were going well. Richard Spencer is The Times' international correspondent and he's now on his way back to the region. But he did make time to speak to the world in 10 whilst he was at the airport and he told us what we can expect now. There is pressure on Israel to turn this truce into a permanent ceasefire or a semi-permanent ceasefire. But Netanyahu said that will not happen. He is determined that the military attempt to eradicate Hamas, as he puts it, perhaps at least to uh, remove Hamas permanently from control of the Gaza Strip, as others have put it, will continue at the end of the maximum 10 days of this ceasefire. And a senior Israeli officer recently told me that they have military operations planned for up to a year inside Gaza. That uh, suggests a degree of planning for security control of the Gaza Strip well after the initial operation to fight Hamas. And Richard has done a full analysis on this, which is now available to read on the Times' website. So those are the latest developments in the region, but now we just want to look at how it's playing out on social media. TikTok has recently been accused of promoting pro-Palestinian, anti-Israel content, and it's been confronted about that by high-profile Jewish celebrities like Sasha Baron Cohen and Amy Schumer. Anthony Goldblum is a data scientist whose grandparents died in the Holocaust. He wanted to know more about TikTok content influencing people about the war. The most popular pro-Palestinian hashtag on the app is Free Palestine. And for pro-Israel content, it's Stand With Israel. But now the hashtag From the River to the Sea, which has been called anti-Semitic, has overtaken the main pro-Israel hashtag in the UK and the US in terms of popularity. 
And that's raised further questions about claims of algorithm bias. Mr Goldblum said that for every pro-Israel TikTok viewed in the US, 50 pro-Palestinian videos are viewed. The Times technology correspondent Mark Selman told The World in 10 that the sheer volume of pro-Palestine content is out of sync with the real world. The free Palestine hashtag has become bigger and bigger. And as it becomes bigger, people want to jump on it, whether it's because they believe in the cause or they just want to get more views on their channels. It's essentially becoming a social movement. And that social movement is gathering such a head of steam. It's essentially steamrollering over the other side of the conflict. It's sort of winning the information war in that respect. To try and encapsulate this conflict in a 30-second video, how hard that is. You know, most of them are just extremely sad videos of babies being pulled from rubble or bombed out build or whatever it is. It's actually the comments where a lot of things happen as well. And there is concern from those who monitor it. There's a lot of anti-Semitic content in the comments. The impact of that offline is that the Jewish security groups believe that this is leading to offline anti-Semitism. TikTok have said the proportion of content supporting each side of the war is the same across most social media sites. They also said they're working with creators and human rights experts to help keep the platform a place for community, discovery and sharing authentically. This story is like something from a spy movie. Moscow has activated sleeper spies to sow chaos in Ukraine. That's according to a Times interview with Ukraine's national security advisor. Joining us on The World in 10 from Ukraine is The Times correspondent Tom Ball. Yeah, that's right. We met with Alexei Danilov, who is the national security advisor. I was interested to ask him what, what he thinks that the Russians will try to do over the coming months. And he said that because of the military impasse, that the, he was aware of the fact that Moscow had, had activated sleeper agents within, embedded within Ukrainian society and also within Ukraine's uh, security service, the SBU. Well, all of this comes as Ukraine faced the largest drone attack of the war and parts of the country have again been left without electricity. New Zealand's new government was sworn in on Monday morning and one of their first moves is scrapping a world-leading ban on tobacco. Holding a Bible, the new Prime Minister Christopher Luxon swore allegiance to King Charles III, but health experts are angry. Smoking is the country's leading cause of death. A law passed by the Pacific Island nation a year ago meant anyone born from 2009 would never be able to buy cigarettes or tobacco. The Times' correspondent, Bernard Langan, told us scrapping this is part of a substantial shift to the right. This caught everybody by surprise. Nobody really thought, and I was in New Zealand last week, that repealing the policy would be adopted by Christopher Luxon. It seems he was forced into it because both the minor parties in his coalition insisted on it, but for different reasons. The ACT Party felt that it treated people in in the way a nanny state treats people, and the Winston Peters' New Zealand First Party were concerned that it would encourage the growth of, of, of a black market in cigarettes. I think the real reason is something else. And, and, and the incoming new finance minister gave a clue to this in an interview when she said that the loss of revenue caused by banning smoking in New Zealand was too much for the government to, to bear. The cigarettes are very expensive in New Zealand 
and are taxed at a very high rate, and it's a big amount of revenue to the government. And Nicola Willis, the new finance minister, said that was one of the reasons why the government decided to repeal the ban. Britain's Prime Minister last month announced a similar law based on the New Zealand example. Today, a spokeswoman at 10 Downing Street said the UK isn't going to follow suit. They remain committed to the critically important decision to end smoking. Sunday night saw the awarding of the Booker Prize, the high-profile literary award for fiction. And the winner was the Irish writer Paul Lynch. I have to say I was much amused when I saw the headline and it was sent to me by many people. It said more Pauls than than women on Booker Prize shortlist. Um, <laughs> there's just something uh, slightly surreal about it. Um, it's all been very strange and surreal and wonderful. He's pointing fun there at the fact there were three men named Paul and just one woman on the shortlist. Paul's novel Prophet's Song won the $60,000 prize. It's about his country turning into a totalitarian state. One other woman who spoke at the ceremony was Nazanin Sagari Radcliffe, the British woman held in Iran for six years. She described finding refuge in books whilst in jail to the appreciation of the audience. Less appreciative, though, was the Times literary editor, Robbie Millen. He called the winning book a feeble fable with fatal flaws and a great flapping turkey. But the author, Paul Lynch, is undaunted. He says he's bloody glad to be a writer and glad to be bringing the prize home to Ireland. If you have a soccer lover in your life, you'll have heard of a sublime kick into goal at the weekend. Football fans have been going crazy. Oh my word, what a start at Goodison Park and what a goal for Manchester United. You will not see a better finish than this all season. Everton nil, Manchester United won and it's Alejandro Garnacho. That is the best goal (laughs) any of us have ever seen in our lifetime. Wow. And scoring that goal was Alejandro Garnacho. He's just 19 years old, and the kick was a gymnastic feat. An extremely gymnastic feat. They call it a bicycle kick. It was in the first minutes of the game, and the Argentine player leapt into the air, his leg pointing up to the sky. He's almost upside down, and his foot meets the ball, scoring the goal to set up a win for his team. I saw a photo of it. It was quite the thing to look at, and he was amazed afterwards. He couldn't believe it. You can watch a video of his amazing football feat on the Times app or the website where you can also read some of our reporters describing their favourite ever goals. Time though for us to say goodbye. Thank you for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of the Times of London. See you tomorrow. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.